Hi, I'm Phil Newman and welcome to the Impact Online podcast. We are so glad you're here. Well, here we are getting into the Word today. So glad that you have joined us together. Remember, God's got a great plan. God's got a great harvest. God's got a great promise for you your family, your career, your future. And today we're going to continue to talk about sowing seed. In Galatians 6, we read about Paul speaking to the church, to you and I. And he says, Let us not grow weary in doing good, in sowing seed, or become discouraged. For at the proper time, we will reap a great harvest if we do not give up. In the Amplified, it says, Let us not grow weary or become discouraged. Today I want to talk about courage while you're sowing. Courage while you're sowing. Paul's saying, look, even though you're doing good, even though you're sowing seed, even though you're being faithful, don't get tired and don't get discouraged. Discouraged literally means having courage deleted, having courage taken from your soul in the same way. And being encouraged speaks about having courage put in. And my prayer today is that this word would help you understand the power and importance of being encouraged while you sow. You are called to be a great sower because you're called to have a great harvest. So I pray that you are encouraged, that courage is put in to your heart, courage is put in to your sense of God, that courage is put in to your seed deeds in Jesus' name. Now, one of the great passages we read about courage for me is someone who had to step up, someone who was suddenly thrust into the limelight and God speaks very closely and very carefully into his heart about courage, and that is Joshua. He'd seen incredible things happen under the leadership of Moses. God's people delivered. God's people saw miracles. God's people saw breakthrough. And then Moses passes away and all of a sudden it's up to Joshua. Up to Joshua, this young leader who uh, to that point had watched, to that point had been close and been hungry to be used by God. But suddenly, as it always is with God, had to be the one to sow, had to be the one to step out, had to be the one to step up. And in his life, God speaks to him about a number of things, including courage. We read God speaking to Joshua. He says this, Moses, my servant is dead. Great pastoral care right there. Moses, my servant is dead. God is, I guess, reminding him that I don't want more of the same. We don't want Moses 2.0. Joshua, I need you to be you. I need you to be the man that I've called you to be, to operate in the calling that I've called you to operate in. Don't try to copy paste. Don't try to replicate but be the sower and the leader and the man of God that I've called you to do. And I want to encourage you today, don't try to replicate other people's graces. Don't try to copy and paste other people's callings, destinies, relationships or futures. God has a future for you. Moses is dead. And he says, now then you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land that I'm about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. Your territory will expand from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the West. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And then he says this in verse six, Joshua, be strong and courageous. 
be of great courage because you will lead these people to inherit the land that I swore to their ancestors to give them. Verse 7, God repeats to Joshua, because sometimes we're slow learners, aren't we? God repeats to him, Joshua, be strong and courageous. In your sowing, be strong and courageous. Friends, when you don't understand, be courageous. When you are, all you have is the promise of God to hold on to, be courageous. When you have a word from God and circumstances say no, but God's word says yes, be courageous. When you see a reversal, be courageous. When you don't understand, be courageous. When your emotions are letting you down and betraying what God wants you to do, be courageous. And today when you are in your sowing season, I want to encourage you, remind you, reassure you, refresh you, stir you to be like Joshua. Grab these words into your spirit and say, I'm not going to be discouraged because I'm called by God. I can be encouraged in Jesus name. So being courageous while you're sowing. Four thoughts that I hope really anchor you in this season together. Number one is remember that God is with you. God is with you. Uh, as a church, we are in Heart of Impact season and one of our projects, one of my favourite projects that we're doing is chaplaincy. Last year, we had a goal to train 50 of you to be chaplains and we've gone right through that goal. I think we're into the 60s now and I just wonder where we will end up in years to come, an army of people who are stepping up to be chaplains. And chaplaincy, look, really is not about being an expert in every area. Chaplaincy is about being a present person for people. It's about providing pastoral care. It's about when people are in crisis, that you are there. You are there to bring comfort. You are there to bring support. You are there to listen. You are there to be a source of life and refreshing and comfort for people when they need it most. Did you know that part of the chaplaincy course, and I'm just so, uh, we are so blessed by our partnership with uh, Sports Chaplaincy Australia and the great trainers in Marty and Ali on the Sunshine Coast. You know, a huge part of the chaplaincy course is literally called present people. It's literally about the training and the ability uh, to be a person who doesn't point a finger, who doesn't educate, who doesn't tell, but understands the power of just being present. That people aren't going through things alone. That chaplains, and can I say, I hope all of us have a passion to be present with people no matter what they're going through. You know, the reason we've learnt this, the reason we can be present is because God is present. We read throughout the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, that when people go through crisis, when people go through a dark valley of the shadow of death, when people are going through the lion's den, when people are going through a storm, that although those challenges and those battles and those storms were never sent by God, we can understand that in the middle of each of those challenges, God is is with us. And so when we feel like we're drying up, when we feel like we're flaming out, when we feel like we're fatiguing, when we feel like we could get discouraged, remember that in the middle of your storm, God is with you. God is your ever-present help in time of trouble. In, when you're in your dark valley, 
He is there with you. Uh, we, we read a book for our little daughter, Suki. It's called Near, N-E-A-R. And it's kind of puts in all these cartoon pictures that we could go to the tropical jungles. We could go to the deserts. We could get a rocket ship to the stars. We could go to the biggest ocean. And every time, God is with us. The first thing that you can draw incredible courage in your sowing is to remember that you are not sowing alone, but God is with you. Number two, the second thing when it comes to having courage when you're sowing is God has gone before you. God has gone before you. Where I live in our neighbourhood, we've recently over the last few months been through incredible storms and floods. Anyway, what's happened is, is that our local roads have become less like roads and more like uh, BMX tracks. There's potholes, there's craters. Seriously, some of our local streets, uh, you have to almost drive into people's yards just to get through these roads. It's absolutely terrible. But lately, our local council has caught up with the storms. And in the last week or two, some of these streets have started to be repaired. Now, the thing is, you might go, well, that's a pretty simple example, but we drive a whole lot differently now that the road has been cleared. Now the road has been fixed. We drive easier, we drive safer, we can focus better, we can drive faster. Why? Because the road has been made smooth. Now, when it comes to life, there are ups and there are downs, there are craters, there are battles, there are incredible obstacles that we have to navigate. But the Word of God says that He makes a way in the wilderness. God goes out there with His road crew and He fixes up the road for you. That you don't have to navigate in a way that you are fearful of what lies ahead. You can have courage knowing that God has gone ahead for you and He has prepared a way. He has made the path and made the road clear for you. Hey, don't ever get overwhelmed and fearful of what lies ahead, what lies in my future, what battles are coming my way. Please understand that God has gone before you and He has prepared a way for you and you can be incredibly encouraged that He has made your path made your road, made your way clear in Jesus' name. The third thing, when it comes to your giving, your sowing in life and the courage we can have is the third thing is that God has surrounded you. Number one, God is with you. Number two, God has gone before you. And number three, God has surrounded you. Hey, uh, I'm not a builder. Uh, but I know what it is to have scaffolding. And when you've got an older building that is getting a facelift or getting some major renovations, usually scaffolding will go up and that scaffolding will go up and the scaffolding will stay there and it will finally get pulled down to reveal the moment that things have happened to the building. Now in our life, God puts up scaffolding. God puts up protection around us so that a work is done in us, a work is done through us, and He keeps us protected while work is being done. When you are in your battle, when, you're, when you are in your uncertainty, God has put scaffolding around you. He has protected you. He will send people. He will send oversight. He will send angels. He will send strangers. He will use circumstances. God will use everything at His disposal 
to surround you. He will send His Holy Spirit to comfort you. The Holy Spirit will protect you. There are incredible practical and supernatural forces that God surrounds you with so that the work that He is doing in you, so that the sowing that He's asking you to do can happen in a healthy and productive and fruitful way. Remember that God has surrounded you. You know, the world by rejecting God actually ends up becoming incredibly vulnerable and exposed. People who push back on those divine connections, people who push back on a church community, people who push back on being submitted to pastors, parents, leaders, people who push back on the very God sends that have come their way to surround them actually end up in an incredibly exposed and dangerous place And so that what's happening in them, the work that's being done in them, they get wobbly, they can fall over, they can drift, they can get distracted and they're incredibly exposed. Yet as we stay surrounded by those things that God sends our way, we're in a place of incredible protection. Number three, when it comes to your sowing, remember you don't need to be discouraged because you're not exposed. You are not uh, unprotected. You are not open to attack. God has surrounded you and he protects you and he loves you. The fourth thing and the final thing today when it comes to getting encouragement with our sowing is that God is strengthening you. God is strengthening you. I don't know about you, but there are definitely times where I don't feel like I'm everything that God wants me to be. I feel at times very insignificant, very inadequate, really like I'm not hitting the mark, really like I'm operating below where I can be, below where God wants me to be. And I have a verse that I always go to and I hope it encourages you today. Paul speaks in 2 Corinthians about his times and his uh, weaknesses that he has and how he doesn't shy away from them, but he continues to understand that it's in his weakness that God's strength is made perfect. He speaks in 2 Corinthians 12, Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Paul says, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Hey, if you feel like you've got weakness, if you feel like you've got insults, hardships, persecution, difficulties, if you feel weak, understand that you're in great company, that it's in your weakness that God's strength is made perfect. A lot of people get discouraged because they feel inadequate. They miss the fact that it's actually their inadequacy that makes them the perfect candidate for God's strength. God never asks you to be a perfect sower. God asks you to be a sower and He provides the perfect strength that you need. Don't step back in weakness. Don't pull out because of weakness. Don't resign because of weakness. Draw on God's strength in your weakness and His strength will be made perfect, not in your perfection that you can never have, but in His perfect strength. You know, that's the power of the gospel message is that Jesus doesn't come for perfect people. Jesus doesn't offer forgiveness to sinless people. Jesus doesn't offer grace to people who have it all together because 
No, there would be no one putting their hand up for it. Jesus came for people who have a mess. Jesus came for people who have a weakness. Jesus came for people who are struggling. Jesus came for people who have issues of abuse, issues of addiction, issues of pain, confusion. All of us have an area of our life that we put our hand up and say, God, I am weak. I have sin. I have shame. I have a mess. I need your forgiveness. And that's the power of Jesus. Now in your life, friends, whether you for the first time or again need to get your life right with Jesus, I want to pray for you. I want you to understand that you don't need to go through life on your own. You don't need to try to fix up your problems. You don't need to try to fix up your mistakes. You don't need to try to make up for all of your mistakes, your flaws, your faults, your sin, your pain. That's all up to Jesus. And if you'll join me today and open up your heart, I promise you, that from the Word of God, that Jesus will offer grace, not exposure. He'll offer comfort, not putting you down. Jesus will be a loving Saviour for you. Let's pray together. Jesus, I thank you for each person here, whether it's for a, uh, the first time or whether it's again, they put up their hand and say, I have sin and I need saving. I have pain and I need helping. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that you forgive them of their sin, that you would fill their hearts and lives with your peace, your grace, and your love in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, for everyone, whether you're new to Jesus, whether you've known Jesus a long time, for us all, as a church and as a person, I encourage you to understand that sowing seed is your calling and that you can continue to draw encouragement by remembering that God is with you, God has gone before you, God is surrounding you and God is strengthening you. And my prayer is that you'd be a strong, bold, courageous sower in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Thanks for listening to our Impact Online podcast. We release a new episode every week and you can access all our podcasts and videos via our website. Visit impactchurch.me for lots of extra resource. We'll see you next time at Impact Online.